Hello and welcome back to this episode of Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are looking at the episode Eve of Destruction, which I'm not a hundred percent sure why this is the name of the episode. Just putting that out there right now. So it starts with uh, Mrs. Twombly cleaning some robotic mice who are starting up because they're being touched. Because that's what robot mice do. Mrs. Twombly thinks they're being sassy, though, and asks them not to sass the sass master. Blythe walks into the pet shop and hears this and like is like, the sass master? But then Mrs. Twombly interjects by saying her full title is Lake Winnehaha Sass Master Champion, which is a title that uh, needs respecting. Um, I'm pretty. I'm also pretty sure that I spelled Winnehaha wrong, if that's an actual word to begin with. But you know, whatever. So, um, as Mrs. Twombly goes about cleaning everything. Uh, Blythe is weirded out by all of this and suggests that she may have put too much nutmeg in her oatmeal. Oh, oh, those classic kid-friendly... I'm sorry, I just remembered my favorite classic kid-friendly version of, you know, suggesting someone's under the influence of something. It's It's in Digimon Tamer's dub. Just watch it, it's amazing. And watch Digimon Tamers anyway, because it's amazing. So anyway, Russell explains that uh, Mrs. Twombly is on a cleaning kick, which means she'll be cleaning non-stop for all day. Even though the shop is, like, clean, but all she sees is dirt everywhere. She's just non-stop. Anyway... Uh, Mrs. Twombly has a chant going on while cleaning, which is like dirty, dusty, dingy, musty, I think. She repeats it a lot throughout this episode, which is why I know it as well as I do, even though I took a little break between notes and talking, and I didn't write that down. (coughs) So, anyway, Russell says it lasts a day, but it's... A particularly annoying day because, well, Mrs. Trombley just obsessively cleans. Now, now I know there are other signs that, like, Mrs. Trombley doesn't have all the marbles exactly, but I think it gets played up a lot more in this episode, to be perfectly frank. Although, it could just be the whole, like, cleaning thing. Like, one day her just mind breaks for a day and then she's just obsessed with cleaning. So then, I don't know. Although this doesn't really come up later in the series, to be perfectly honest. So maybe, maybe it goes along with demons that are defeated later I don't know it's 
it's it's weird what I'm trying to connect at this point. So whatever. So then opening credits roll, and then um, uh, Blythe is asked to polish a turtle shell by Mrs. Twombly, which she reduct- reluctantly does. But the turtle seems to like it, so I guess we're all cool. So uh, Blythe wants to ask Mrs. Twombly something, uh, and Mrs. Twombly says she can, but then immediately turns on the vac turns on the vacuum. So uh, Blythe has to shout over the vacuum, but uh, then she turns it off as Blythe is shouting, and then she goes, "Oh, you don't have to shout." Which, yeah, again suggests that Mrs. Twombly doesn't have all of the marbles in this episode. I don't know. Like, she's perfectly capable, but she's like a bit of an odd bird, you know? It's just weird. So, anyway... Uh, Blythe gets to ask her question, which is, like, to do a new window display for, uh, the shop, and Mrs. Twombly says, uh, yeah, that she can do it. So then, um, so in the back, Russell and Sunil are chasing the robot mouse from earlier, and then Russell's like, is this thing trying to taunt us? Then Sunil catches it. And then gets worried that it doesn't have an off switch. Which then Pepper comes up to him and says that the robot mice are trying to, like, overthrow us. Which spooks Sunil and he goes into hiding. So, um, yeah, so just Pepper just threatened a robot uprising by these toy mice. Which is amazing. So, anyway, uh, Penny Ling does her ribbon dance, but then steps on the robot mouse, and then just slips and falls. And then uh, Vinny says, once everything is sorted out, that they should leave the dancing to the professionals, being him. Then he starts to dance, and then... uh, he again trips because he always trips. And then uh, Penny Ling tells him that this is dancing, and then continues dancing. And then uh, she goes into what some of her ribbon dancing moves symbolize. And there was something about fruit. And then Vinny goes on and says, Can a fruit dance like this? And then gives a sporadic dance of his own to which Pepper responds I hope not so then um, uh, Penny and Vinny uh, compete with each other in a battle of the dances but then uh, it culminates into Vinny tripping again and crashing into Penny and they both fall over and then a fashionable dog walks in and compliments the dance combination of the two of them. They are confused at first, but the dog keeps going about how the dance is 
avant-garde, like masculine versus feminine, cold against warm, hot against soft. Okay, that that sounded a lot better in the show. I just realized that that sounds just weird. Holy, holy crap. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Un unintentional metaphor. Laughter. Stifled for now. Anyway, uh, then a after that, uh, Zoe walks in asking if anyone has seen her squeaky hamburger and then sees the dog that was um, complimenting Vinny and Penny and recognizes her as Madame Palm. And uh, it turns out that Zoe and Madame Palm have a bitter, bitter history as Madame Palm won a dog modeling show that they both made it into the finals of, and Madame Palm became a famous dog model. Zoe, um, Zoe is mad at uh, the presence of Madame Palm, and Madame Palm does a good job igniting those passions within her. So, uh, Zoe walks away and goes to the display window, where she says she feels alone. Which, Blythe is like, you're in the display window. And then Zoe says, yes, I feel alone when everyone's looking at me. Which is, which is weird if you want to be a model of some kind. Although, maybe it's a coping mechanism, to be perfectly fair. I don't know. It's it's weird that I say it when I say it out loud. Maybe maybe it's like hinting at something that comes up later in the episode. Ooh. Anyway, so Blythe tries to comfort her, but Zoe's being dramatic, which when Blythe asks if she's being dramatic, Zoe responds with <laughs> No, I just want the universe to shrink into a tiny speck and float away so I can be left alone in the abyss of irritation. Oh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I I love Zoe for moments like this. Like, Nicole Oliver just plays it up really well. She, like, like takes the script and just wishes it together and goes into it like holy guacamole it's like it's like she'd take if the script was guacamole she'd put her hands in it and just squeeze it because it feels so good to do that and it's so amazing and you know that might not be something that everyone does or would want to do. But, you know, for me, it feels relaxing to do that. Or with other things with that sort of texture. <laughs> relaxing. Not evocative. The opposite of that. Relaxing. So then... <laughs> okay, so... 
so you know i'm just i'm just gonna go out and say it now i'm autistic and stuff like that just like it feels so relaxing to me because like just i can play around in it and i can just like it just feels so good against my fingers and hands and it just relaxes me it makes me happy it's like it's it's like that so yeah if you've heard like stuff going on in the in the background it's just because i have something in my hand that's moving cuz like uh like it just it helps me concentrate which i should probably get right now I'll, now that's too loud. I have like a Jacob's Ladder. Is this a Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, I think it's a Jacob's Ladder. Um, so yeah, I just... Yeah, okay, okay. We good? We good. Okay, so... Um, uh, Blythe hears Mrs. Twombly scream. And then Blythe goes and asks what's wrong. And then uh, Mrs. Twombly says that she's out of Mrs. Applebottom's Omega-3 cleaning spray. Okay, this metaphorical explicity thing I caught this time when making my notes. Like, I mean, Applebottom is just a weird name. I bet they're squirrel-handed, too. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, if you don't know what Apple Bottom is, uh, just check out that girl in the Apple Bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. And the whole crowd was looking at her. That song. And when you realize what that song's actually about, well, you'll know why I got a giggle out of this. Because... Because I'm four, I'm not actually fourteen. I'm I'm ten. I'm ten years older than that. But you know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. Anyway, um, Mrs. Twombly's still upset about this, but then Blythe says, "At least you finished cleaning," which was a big mistake because she wasn't because she sees dirt everywhere and like a little hair on like the thing that someone could breathe into both of their lungs. So Blythe is still a little weirded out by this, but then she offers to get some more cleaning spray for Twombly, but Twombly rejects the notion because this is a special cleaning spray and makes a bunch of claims that seem right out of the crazy eco-friendly conscience uh, like sort of advertising thing. Now, I'm as eco-friendly as hopefully the next person is. But, I don't know, this is, like, these buzzwords seem like right out of a marketer's dream that someone could do. So, I think one, I, I didn't write down all the claims because I didn't want to, but then I, now I just see that this is a missed opportunity. But I remember one of them being, like, 
all of the farmers who help produce this are all yoga instructors, which it's it's that kind of thing. So uh, Mrs. Twombly asks Blythe to manage the store while she goes out to the health co-op to get more of the spray. So um, Blythe goes into the back and says, hey, I'm going to be managing the store while Mrs. Twombly's gone. I'm going to put some stuff in the front. Don't make a mess. That's going to be hard to do with this crowd. <laughs> if they should they should have just interrupted right there. All right, don't make a mess. Then a flash code pops up. The pets make a mess. Da 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 okay so um and then zoe and mad and pom get into a fight and then Blythe takes zoe away to calm things down so then later uh minka is painting uh madam pom and at first zoe is in distress and disarray over it but when minka reveals the painting and it's like a minka style painting Madame Pom doesn't like it too much because it's abstract, but Zoe says this is some of her finest work, scathing, like, scathingly, but Minka doesn't get it. She just accepts the compliment. And then uh, Madame Pom then forces Sunil off his pillow by saying, oh, a gentleman should always give up his pillow for a lady. And then off he goes. And then... um. Vinny and Penny Ling show off their new dance to Madame Pom, but some balls get spilt. Some, like, toy balls get spilt. And then, uh, Vinny lands in the trash can, and then, uh, he flips it over with the trash can still onto him, and then they crash into the food dispenser, and then Russell saves the food dispenser from being knocked down with his super strength, which proves that he has it. This isn't just a one-off thing. He lifts a huge tube full of food that's at least five times his weight. But he is strong. He has super strength. <laughs> but then all the food rolls out anyway. After hearing, like, the shaking, like this or whatever, but on a louder scale, <laughs> um... Uh, Blythe asks if everything's alright. And Russell says, it's fine. And then all of the other pets go full ham on the food. Just enjoying it. Like, they enjoy putting their hands in guacamole. Okay, I... I have not actually put my hands in guacamole, but, like... I imagine I would like it. You know... I like similar things like there's these like scented um squishy ball things that I like to open the top to and just put my hand in it and then I have to go wash my hand otherwise if I make contact with my eyes it like burns or something so <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay okay we good we good okay so then uh, at the health co-op, Mrs. Twombly is upset because they discontinued the spray 
because they added jet fuel to it, like a little bit of jet fuel. And she's just like crazy upset about all of this, even though it's like a little bit of jet fuel, <laughs> which I don't know, might, might help clean stuff. Even though it's not as eco-friendly as all of those buzz buzzwords from earlier might lead it to be, I'd imagine. Well, no. Actually, why did I think that? I guess it's because it would, like, burn off some of the dust. Although jet fuel can't melt dust. No, that's not right. Anyway, so they offer Captain Ma Manny's key lime and mineral cleaning spray but Twombly refuses and then leaves so at the th at the pet shop Madame Palm shows off modeling photos to the other pets which makes Zoe a little jealous the photos include like a Rosie the Riveter shout out on the second page I kind of forgot what the first page was but on the third page she's dressed as a cat Russell questioned this asking why couldn't they just get a cat to do this but then Palm responds with how she thinks Russell's modeling ignorance is so cute so anyway Zoe tries to prove herself a better modeler by talking trash to Madame Palm but things escalate quickly into a modeling contest as they snarl at each other Russell suggests cleaning up the food but to no avail so then uh, we see Minka's helping with the decorating of the display window with Blythe. And then um, uh, Blythe says they should do something with the models and lighting. And then Zoe and Madame Palm walk up and come to them with the modeling contest. Blythe asks if this is a good idea to which they both say yes to stubbornly. So then, at the big box store, Mrs. Twombly finds no Mrs. Applebottom in that store, and then goes on a crazy rant to some of the shoppers in the parking lot about how the world won't be clean, and then she repeats her chant of dirty, dusty, dingy, musty. And I don't know, at that point... Someone might have called the cops on her. Even, like, especially because... Well, I don't know. Maybe if it's a New York XP, like, they wouldn't find it as odd behavior. But, you know, come to think of it, this is a really strange New York XP. I swear, I hope I s I'm saying that right. It's it's weird. E-X-P-Y? I, I don't know any other way to say it. It just means, like, look-alike or representative or something. I don't know. I found the word on TV tropes. It's weird. Uh, yeah, but as I was saying, this is, like, the weirdest representation of, like, New York, which makes me think of, like, this isn't supposed to be a representation of New York, but, like, Toronto, maybe? Because, like, it it takes place in Canada. I mean, not... I mean, it's not... It doesn't take place in Canada. It 
it's it's made in Canada. A lot of like all the voice actors are Canadian. Okay, whatever. So then, um, uh, while Madame Palm is in front of the mirror, uh, Penny and Vinny come to her and ask about going pro with their dance act. And then they come up with a bunch of different scenarios that play out in their heads that involve dropping down from a swing with, like, feather heads on, like, like the things you see at Carnival, which, which we'll get to. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. That, that happened. Okay, you know what? No more spoilers. Okay, and then, uh, they go to being carnival barkers and, and dancing. And then, uh, something with birds. And then they're both, uh, ribbon dancing with different outfits. Um, and then, uh, Madame Palm just tells him to go for it because you have the energy and the creativity. Just go for it. So, Zoe is practicing by the display window when Blythe asks her about her motivation. And it's revealed that she just hated losing and doesn't really care about being a model. Which, from earlier, would coincide with her feeling alone when everyone's watching her. Because, like, if you're a model, like, although it could go either way. If you're a model, you might want to not feel like everyone's watching you to relax yourself. But if you're a model, you might also want people to watch you to just see how good you look because you have that much confidence. And I feel like Zoe might be the latter. So if she's like that, she just doesn't really care about modeling and just hates losing. So then uh, Madame Palm comes along and antagonizes Zoe, which pushes her over the edge and gets her really fired up about this. And then Madame Palm puts something on from the box of Blythe's clothes for pets and then starts to model. And then Zoe quickly follows suit. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think I prefer Zoe's design, like, clothing pics over Madame Palm's. But that's neither here nor there. So anyway... So in the in the back, Vinny starts dancing and singing, but knocks over some tennis balls. I mean tentacles. I mean tennis balls. <laughs> okay, I could not resist. Would you be able to resist? I don't think so. So anyway, and then uh, Russell asks if there's like a sitting still in a chair dance you could be doing. But then Penny Ling starts dancing with like a really long ribbon that's accompanied in the soundtrack by some pleasant sounds. And honestly, I think that comes up more often in the series, but I just notice it here more than other. But then with her really long ribbon, she ties the room up and stuff. And then Vinny keeps dancing, and then he has a hat on for some reason. Uh, he had a hat on at the beginning of the scene. And then he just tosses his hat onto the robo mask stand, which um, crashes all of them down. And this makes Sunil really afraid of the robot uprising because all of the robot mice are going rampant. 
and he's afraid that that's the robot uprising. <laughs> so uh, Blythe notices the mouse coming her way and decides to check on the back while Zoe and Madame Pom continue to model, with Zoe saying, it's on, and then Madame Pom finishing up with Lake Bonbon. That's the best I can do. She's a female, and I can't go that high. So uh, people come watch them model while they're modeling in the windowsill. So then uh, Mrs. Twombly goes crazy around town, and this is where I think it's still like a New York X because there's like a Times Square thing that she's on. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Uh, I just I just thought of like that SNL sketch where Will Ferrell was uh, Janet Reno and she kept punching this guy and there was on um, the Times Square thing and the guy kept saying Janet Reno is the boss of me. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I I probably should edit those things out, but I don't know. I feel like they add a little bit of flavor. So, whatever. It's all cool. I mean, I don't I don't hear you saying I should. Hint, hint, comment, hint, hint. But anyway, yeah, so uh, Mrs. Twombly goes on a crazy rampage about town, about how the whole world is dirty, dusty, dingy, musty, but then finds a window washer who has the spray that she's looking for. Uh, Vinny and Penny continue to dance, blissfully unaware of everything going around. The Robomice are still rampaging, and Blythe is in shock about how everything is. Russell and Pepper are trying to downplay it, like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. And then Sunil goes like, yeah, if you don't count the inevitable up robot uprising, it's not that bad. <laughs> but then, um, uh, Vinny and Penny do the grand finale, which is when Vinny jumps off the stairs or the railing at the top in a little annex up there. Uh, and then lands in like a web of ribbon, but that web of ribbon is connected to everything. And when he lands in it, it tears down the whole shop, including the display and the windowsill, which is on the other side of the room. Yeah, that just clicked. I don't know. Like, if Blythe wasn't supposed to know any of this up until now, how did that get to that position? Maybe after, but whatever. So then, um, uh, Zoe and Madame Palm, uh, laugh this off because, like, uh, this whole circumstance. And then Madame Palm remembers when she tripped off the stage at one point. And landed in someone's lap. And then Zoe and Madame Pom, like, make exchanges about, oh, how you're the better, like, walker, but you're the better model. I just hate losing. All that stuff. And then they make up and hug it out. But then Zoe says that Madame Pom is still the biggest diva she knows, which Madame Pom is proud of. So, back at the mess, Penny and Vinny say, Ta-da! After it. But no one's impressed with the mess. And then Mrs. Twombly calls Blythe 
and says she'll be back in 20 minutes. So then Russell gives a motivational speech about how they can come together and fix this, but it goes on being padded by, like, like you know, like the whole holy hand grenade speech from uh, um, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's kind of like that, but then Pepper interrupts that and in saying they should clean because they only have 20 minutes. So it's exactly like that. Okay, that that was something I would, did not expect to come up, but okay. So then a cleaning montage happens, and then Penny Lang and Vinny decide to go solo in their dance act, and then Mrs. Twombly arrives, and then Vinny throws a bag up and, and gets hooked onto a lamp, and everything is clean, and uh, Mrs. Twombly sees that everything is clean, and uh, sees that, and it seems that her clean freakishness has simmered down for the moment, and everything's all right. But then that bag of stuff falls down and covers the shop in dust again, and that ends the episode. This episode had a lot more to it than I first thought like the whole like the whole thing just I don't know it seems like everything has a place in this episode like this happens for this reason and then it just all comes crashing together in the grand finale and honestly I don't know like I don't know, for some reason, I keep thinking of, uh, like, the Home Alone episode of Flashback Flicks, where they explain all the little intricate details of Home Alone, and it feels like the same here, where, like, a lot of, like, the details are placed early so that when they come up later, it's not exactly out of place, even though, like, Home Alone... It's perfectly, like, feasible, I guess. But in this, I guess, it's just... You know, it's it's a kid's show about talking animals and a girl who can talk to them. So, I don't know. That, that about does it. Yeah, that about does it for this episode. If you liked this episode, be sure to comment and leave a review on iTunes or comment on uh, um, a Shout Engine. I'm sorry, I just forgot. or I got confused with SoundCloud for a minute. It's not on SoundCloud, but I don't know. I'd have to pay to get it on SoundCloud. But anyway, uh, like I might have to figure out where other RSS feeds go, but uh, if you like it, just leave a comment. And that does it for this episode of the Lilith Patcast. Join me next time for the next episode, Books and Covers. I will see you then. <laughs>